Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Hello, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to talk about politics today. We're going to talk about education today and why Christians should just stay home, bury their heads, and do nothing. No, you know that's a lie. In fact, the second biggest lie in America is the separation of church and state. I've got a chapter in my book about that we will be discussing. In fact, I want to open up with a quote today, and we've got in-studio guests, people running for local offices. So this is going to be a fun podcast where you get to hear people that are getting off the bench and getting into the game. It was John Adams who wrote a letter to Thomas Jefferson in 1813 and said, the general principles on which the fathers achieved independence were the only principles in which that beautiful assembly of young gentlemen could unite. And what were these general principles? I answer, the general principles of Christianity, in which all these sects were, S-E-C-T-S, were united, and which had united all parties in America in majorities sufficient to assert and maintain her independence. Now, I will avow that I then believed and now believe that those general principles of Christianity are as eternal and immutable as the existence and attributes of God. Now, that's John Adams in 1813, and I want to share a scripture from Deuteronomy chapter 6 for you parents who believe the Bible and want to teach your kids the biblical worldview. Um, These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart, and you shall repeat them diligently to your sons, and you can parenthetically insert children, and speak of them when you sit in your house, when you walk on the road, when you lie down, And when you get up, Deuteronomy 6, 6 and 7. Father, thank you for giving us another opportunity to speak about things that matter, politics, civil government, the Christian influence or lack thereof in America, our local cultures and local schools and education, and things that affect young children and entire families. Lord, light a fire under your people today, and let this be a catalyst here on this podcast as we are talking about two people who are getting involved locally. Let this be a catalyst to other people checking out possibilities of running for local positions, whether that be school board or or all the way up to Congress. Lord, please get your people engaged. Our time is short. Help us to redeem the time, and please give us wisdom as we walk with you, Lord willing, step by step, one day at a time. In Jesus' name, amen. So really quick before I introduce our in-studio guests, we've been blessed by a partnership with a young family in Canada who is Christian and listened to the podcast, got a hold of us and say, we want to promote Stand Up For The Truth gear. The website is redpillprints.com, and it's connected. We have the links up on our website, on Facebook, um, on any Facebook or any blog post. So check that out and, you know, spend a few extra dollars for something that's quality. And also they are donating all proceeds to stand up for the truth. They are not making money on this. Now they have other gear on that. It's a full website, but we've got t-shirts, hoodies, hats, uh, mugs, coffee mugs, and others. Also stand up for the truth logo on some of them on other shirts. It says truth over fear. So please check that out. Um, We are going to be talking a little bit later on this article we mentioned about a week or two ago over at Harbinger's Daily called Child Grooming Camp for Minors, Sex Ed Summer Camp in Indianapolis aimed at 8 to 10-year-olds. And, uh, yeah, the public schools are sponsoring this. $250 per child. They're sending kids to learn about sexuality and promoting LGBTQ literature and other things. You, You know, at this point... I know you're listening. If you've been listening to this podcast any length of time, you're not saying, I can't believe that's happening. You're not saying that anymore. 
Well, we need to be aware of these things. Now, before we get to Joy and Steve, our in-studio guests, um, I had another email, and I get these emails all the time. Fortunately, I'm getting more like this. Thank you, God. Um, Brian Regal from Kimberly is running for school board uh, in Kimberly. He's been on military deployments. He's raised a family. He's been international, living internationally. But he said, quote, with many of our traditional values under siege here in America, I thought I have to get involved and help stave off as much evil as I can in our local schools. He said he's a Christian conservative. And he said currently there are one, maybe two conservatives on the board of seven. This, I think, is the ratio in much of the country. I did not say all. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm surmising from the direction of education, even at the local level, there are one to two Christians and or conservatives on school boards of five, six, or seven school board members. Friends, this is a problem. That's why we're going to be talking about the lie of the separation of church and state. He said, from what I've seen, there has been a lot of rubber stamping and following staff recommendations on whatever policy they want to do in their local schools. And it's run by the left. It's run by progressives, those who do not have a biblical worldview. So, Christian, who have kids in public schools, are you concerned about that? That's Brian Regal for Kimberly School Board. Now let's bring in our guests, Joy Gobin in Green Bay, Steve Kane in Seymour. Steve, you are uh, running for a school board uh, candidate there. You're running for a position there. And Joy, you are running for the State Assembly District 5. Both of you, welcome to Stand Up for the Truth. Thank you for having us. Yes, thanks, David. All right, let's start with you, Joy. Um, where is District 5? Um, I am actually in Hobart, not Green Bay. Hobart. Uh, District 5 is uh, Kokana, Hobart, uh, Freedom, all, all the way out to Black Creek. So it's it's that area. Okay. And while the maps are still a little... A little bit, and they're not sure, but it's it's pretty sure that's the set map. So, Steve Seymour, uh, for our we have listeners from across the country and three or four different countries. Where is Seymour, Wisconsin, in relation to Green Bay? Well, it's about uh, 10, 15 miles west of town. It's a pretty rural school district. I believe that it's Seymour is the biggest town, and then there's just a bunch of little Oneida, Black Creek, and Nichols. So, um, you heard my intro and you also heard that email from Brian in Kimberly um, do you have anything to add do you agree with his take and what the perspective the ratio and that there just haven't been Christians and conservatives getting engaged at the local level right I agree very much so with what he said and I thought that was very well worded and um, yeah that's a lot of the same stuff that I've been saying um, I would say that our current school board is probably half conservative Bonus. Uh, yeah, roughly. I don't know. They kind of <laughs> waver with how they vote sometimes. But uh, okay. I've been attending the meetings for the last year or so, and I've been just very disappointed that most of the meetings, they just approve everything. Yep, yep, yep. Whatever the superintendent wants. Wow. And then they're home by bedtime. And it's like, come on, we got to we got to dig into some of this stuff. Seymour is ranked 350th out of 423 school districts. How are we not addressing that at every single meeting? Like, we got to turn this ship around. We got to do something. We got to make changes. What's going on? Yes, yes. So I could respond to that, but I want to go to this email um, that I received. It's a tweet from, I don't know who this is, Representative Lee Snodgrass. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Joy, who is this person? Do you know? Uh, she is a representative, I believe, from the Appleton area. Oh, so she's in the Valley. So mm -hmm. Fox Cities in Wisconsin is about 20, 25 minutes from Green Bay, for those of you keeping score, following the map at home. Um, she said this, if parents want to have a say in their child's education, they should homeschool or pay for private school tuition out of their own family budget. <laughs> this is interesting, guys, yeah. because... A lot of people in America would side with her, saying, hey, if you don't like the public school system, you know, homeschool, get your kids out. Well, of course, not a lot of Christian parents are able or they don't choose to do that. But this is an interesting take because every one of us, we're paying. My wife and I got married late. We weren't able to have children. We are paying school taxes for our local schools. Correct. Right? If, Joy, you have homeschooled your kids and you have been paying taxes to help the local schools. So 
your your response to what she said, and then tell us about homeschooling and in your kids. Uh, my response to what she said is she is not aware of um, the needs of education of children in her area um, to say if you don't like it our way, you just get nothing. That's that's not right. Um, mm. our, if tax dollars are being put in, it needs to uh, supply education for everybody and the needs for everyone. Mm. Uh, I, our family have chosen to homeschool. Why is that? Uh, and when did you start homeschooling? I, oh, my. I started homeschooling. Uh, as soon as I had my first child. Uh, we, I, I have a degree. I have a master's degree in education. I worked in the public schools. I worked in Ashwaubenon School District. And uh, when it was time for me to have children, I, I, I didn't want to send my kid to a daycare, so I opened a daycare. And then, consequently, I'm there with my children, and I realized I can educate them myself. I can teach them what they need to know. I wanted my children to know Jesus first. Mm. And they could not have that in Wait the a school. Minute. Let's stop right there. Friends, did you hear that? I know most of you probably agree with that. Some of you go, uh, I don't know if you, if, you, if you can't. You want your kids to know Jesus first. I think everybody would agree with that. Right. But then there's that line. The public school will, will not only not help your kids know God, but they will teach your kids everything God is not. And they'll lie about God. They'll promote other religions and isms and a complete, I mean, look at the sexuality, that's, mm-hmm. the hypersexuality that's being promoted. And we're going to get to this. Steve, you, you brought in a, or you sent me this. It's a picture from the wall of the local school of a poster that uh, looks like in the background there's rainbow. Oh, there's a rainbow right on the bottom. Of course, they've hijacked Genesis rainbow. It says, being gay is fun. And it's a poem. It goes through this. These are on the walls of, or on the bulletin board of public schools in the hallways, and I hope there aren't any parents anymore, hopefully listening to this podcast, that are saying that couldn't happen in my son or daughter's school because we're, we've got a, we're from a small town. This is all across the country. So now go back to you were in the – see, I come from a family of teachers. My mom, my dad, my sisters, a cousin, <laughs> friends who, have, who were public school teachers in education. Now that was in the 60s, 70s. Um, so, but why did you decide to homeschool? Because Sam Sorbo, we've had her on the podcast, Heidi St. John. Sam Sorbo's got a, de- a degree from Duke University, and she, she felt like in the early years she wasn't equipped to homeschool her kids. <laughs> she got a d- degree from Duke. So you've got, did you say a master's? Yes. I feel like I have to look up to you already. Oh, no, 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 really. No, no, so no, no. seriously, so you're you're a brainiac. Uh, you, you do not need a degree <laughs> in education to educate your children. Talk to us about that because that's where a lot you of you educate your families. children from the moment they're born. You're caring for them. You're teaching them. You're instructing them, and that can continue. And there is so much help available that you do not need to feel like it's a it's something that you can't do. It can be a challenge for families. It is definitely something that you 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 give up to gain, that you will gain so much from homeschooling. My, my children are amazing. I, I bring them places and people are telling me, your kids are so good. They're, they behave so well. Imagine like, that. Yeah, they, they behave differently. We, we instruct them differently. And, mm. and it's just wonderful. I, I cannot imagine mm. not having homeschooled my children. Mm. It's, I'm, I'm very proud of them. My oldest son, is uh, he got a full scholarship from St. Norbert and is now a second lieutenant in the United States Army. Wow. Um, so, nice. yes, you can homeschool all the way through high school. You, they can go to college. They can, they can do it all. Okay. Uh, by the way, if you're just tuning in, we're blessed to have in studio two people getting involved locally, trying to make a difference, trying to shine their Christian light and see what we can do in the time we have remaining. And Steve Kane is running for a school board position with the Seymour School District. And Joy Gobin is running for State Assembly District 5, which is right next to Green Bay. You said Hobart and a couple other areas. Um, so you said you're, you're a lifelong Green Bay uh, area resident. And uh, you started homeschooling your kids right away. I'm, I'm just amazed with your education level that you dove in right away. So you, and by the way, Joy attends Christ Alone Church in Green Bay. Steve attends New Life Church in Pulaski. Now, if <laughs> I, I'm just being honest, friends, if there were people in studio that attended certain churches in the area, I, I would not recommend or I wouldn't even mention the church name. 
if I didn't think they were decent churches. So just so you know that, because we've been putting together a church listing of recommended people, email us always, you know, call, where can I find a good biblical church in the area? Because we're getting limited. Not that they're saying they're bad people, not saying there are bad Christians. I'm just saying theologically they don't go deep. They bought into entertainment, what some might call worshiptainment. They're building big buildings, but they're not equipping the saints. But that's for another time. We're talking about local politics here. So, uh, Joy, your kids. I, I've heard that so many. I see homeschooled kids come in here, and the, generally, <laughs> yeah, generally yeah. they're quiet, they're respectful, they, they are mature. It's almost surprising how mature they are with the same age. What would you say to the argument that, well, kids, if they're homeschooled, they just don't have the social interaction that they would get that's necessary for their development? Well, um, I don't homeschool my children in a cave. We're out about with other people. And when, when we talk about socialization, does that mean that my children can only hang out with people of their age group? No. My children are socialized to have good discussion with a variety of ages. Uh, we're in a lot of different activities and events, and they can go around and speak to those people. Uh, we're very active in our church, and I always laugh. Our church has a, uh, a nice population and of older, of older people, and I laugh. My children have like 20 grandmas who come in and, and love on them and give them hugs, and they're able to talk and communicate. That's what true socialization is. Mm-hmm. It's not oh, you're in a room with 25 same-aged kids and you can deal with that. No, they can deal with um, talking to anybody from small children younger than them to uh, adults to uh, older folks. It's, that's what true socialization is. You know, um, I would long to get back to the days, and I don't know how we can do this in America. I don't know that it can be done, where churches had entire families in the, the when one room worshiping, hearing the Word of God. I know kids get restless. I don't know that we can do that, um, but anyway, because so, it's, it's, it's wonderful. One of those, the neatest things to see is a young, let's just say kindergartner, and then a teenager, and then someone in their 70s worshiping God together. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a good reflection of the body of Christ. Steve, let's get back to your, your background. You sent me an email, and you say you know that the public school system is training our kids in a manner that does not reflect our Christian beliefs. Um, do you know how, how much of a lowball that is as far as an understatement? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you said, I know that complaining about something without doing anything about it is only whining, and that's what drove me to decide to run for school board. I know that schools have, and this, we'll get to this part after this next quote, but share a little bit about your motivations and what you hope to do knowing the state of politics, even at the local level, the state of schools today, and we only have two minutes left, but just share a little bit about your whys for running. Why? Okay. Well, um, like you were saying, my faith is very important, and um, I was just bothered with all the things that I keep seeing in the school district, and this all kind of started in 2020 with the COVID stuff, and our kids were both in the school district, and um, that led me to get more involved with other conservative parents in the area. And a lot of these parents had older kids and they informed me about different things that are being taught in sex ed and about the gay straight Alliance club that they have there. And then they've got all these ally posters around, mm-hmm. you know, these rainbow things on the doors to classrooms showing that this is a safe space and this is where, you know, you can come and be yourself. And then there's a bunch of posters about, your gender identity and how that's different than your sexual identity and you shouldn't make assumptions and about how to pick your pronouns and all that stuff. And this is in the middle school too. Middle school. It's, it just bothers me so much. Like these are, you know, what, 12, 13 year olds. We don't need them to be, you know, worrying about such things, you know, Mm -hmm. even in high school, they, we shouldn't be promoting this sexualization. When I was in high school, it was all abstinence posters and STDs and, you know, yeah, I get it. But now I walk around, I don't see any of that. And I just feel like we need some conservative voices to have some common sense there. And I know that you can't be teaching about Jesus in the public school system, but teach the curriculum, send the kids home. You know, we don't need to be adding all this stuff to it. And we need to get back the focus on education. And I feel <laughs> like that's part of what has led to Seymour being ranked 350 out of 423 schools is we need to focus on the curriculum and stop worrying about all that other stuff stuff and the agendas and the stuff that don't really matter. So when we come back from our break, 
Uh, we're going to just share some thoughts from people who don't agree that you should have Christian beliefs influencing your politics or education. Think about that for a minute, friends. And that's going to lead us uh, to further discuss this topic of the lie of separation of church and state. Really what that means is separating Christianity from state from anything in the public square. More on Standard for the Truth in just a minute. Keep it right here. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. In studio with me, Steve Kane. He's running for a school board um, post position in the Seymour School District. And Joy Gobin is running for the State Assembly in District 5 in Wisconsin. And they're in studio, but uh, we're not going to have time to get into this, I don't think. So um, my new article this week is that the Department of Homeland Security and Democrats in the Biden administration are now defining words so they can legally censor and punish citizens in America. They're defining misinformation so they can censor differing views. So that's the new article. You can go to harbingersdaily.com to read that. It's all about free speech, friends. So before we jump back into the the conversation, I want to quote in uh, the History of the United States, published in 1832, the great Noah Webster believed Christianity and government could not and should not be separated. He said, the religion which has introduced civil liberty is the religion of Christ and his apostles, which enjoins humility, piety, and benevolence, which acknowledges in every person a brother or sister and a citizen with equal rights. This is genuine Christianity, and to this we owe our free constitutions of government. So how did we get to the point where so many people in America have fallen for the lie of the separation of church and state? Well, briefly, let's go back to the Johnson Amendment in 1954. Senator Lyndon Johnson was running for to get reelected. He became president eventually, but he's running for reelection as a senator in Texas. And anti-communist groups, you heard that right, and um, uh, anti-liberal um, uh, groups, in other words, conservatives, were trying to raise awareness about his worldview, his beliefs, his politics, and he wanted to shut them down and silence them. What did he do? He entered this amendment, something that was being discussed on the Senate floor, that in, I didn't. There was no debate any, on it, but he just slipped it into this bill. It's called the Johnson Amendment, and it would really punish people who would talk about uh, political candidates, particularly in church or in nonprofits. So nonprofits and churches were going, "Wait a minute, I'll be fined, or I'll lose my nonprofit status if I say anything political." So they took it to the extreme that was never intended. Plus, this has been unconstitutional. And no church ever lost a nonprofit status because of talking about politics, but that's for another time. So let me, uh, Steve, I'm going to you, Steve Kane for Seymour School Board. Someone commented on, I believe, on your Facebook page and said, I'm sorry, but your religious beliefs do not belong in public school. That is the separation between church and state, and public schools follow the state part. If you can't separate your faith from a school, then you don't need to be on the board making decisions for the school. Steve, your response to that? Well, I think just by letting people know that I'm a Christian, <laughs> you should be able to know how I feel and how I think. You know, I understand that they're not going to be preaching Christianity at the public school, but without Christianity, I mean, define right. What's what's <clears throat> right? What's wrong? We don't know what's no good and evil, yep. you know? So that could be ever-changing and fluid, especially in today's culture. And it is. So... At least you know that I'm grounded in what I believe, and to announce that to people is very important, I feel, to my candidacy. So you know that I'm not going to be doing anything radical. I want to get back to the basics, to the traditional education, you know, like what I grew up with, you know. I thought that my public education was fine, you know. I, it, I didn't learn about Jesus, but I also wasn't taught to not be a Christian there or... I didn't have any agendas, feel, I feel, put a, pushed upon me. So I, I just don't really agree that that disqualifies me. There are a lot of people that run for school board that 
don't have kids at all. Mm-hmm. And yes, my kids do not go along, go to the Seymour public school system anymore. Last year, we pulled them out and put them into Grace Christian Academy, an excellent small school district. They don't take the vouchers. They don't want the governments to have their hands in the education of our kids. And Why is that important? Well, I just, I think that... They don't take vouchers, so they don't get federal money? Yep, they don't get federal money. It's everybody's paying their own way. And that way, the government can't dictate anything that they do there. You know, we're educating our kids and, you know, instilling faith in them at a young age. And I just feel like for my kids, that's super important. And there are a lot of people in this election that, you know, they have other reasons that I feel that maybe they're not qualified. There's one that just retired 30 years as a teacher, and now he's going to be on the board. That's almost like insider trading or something, isn't it? You know, Mm. like, but yeah, that's how it is. A lot of retired teachers are on the school board, you know? Yep. So for that to be an argument, I just don't agree with it. Joy, your response to that? That, by the way, this is Joy Gobin. She's running in uh, green, in the Green Bay Area State Assembly District 5 in the upcoming primary. I think that we, we live out our faith. We live that, and it is going to be part of everything that we do in every aspect of our life, um, whether that's our work environment or education. So to say, well, you can't have part of who you are in education is just completely false. Uh, I think that we need to continue to work to have an environment, an educational environment, that is good for all of the students. Mm. And this might surprise that person, but there are Christians in that school district, and they should be represented as well. Mm. Yes, there are. So half of the country, let's just say half of the state, might disagree with you, and, and they do. But the lie we're trying to expose is the fact that those men who founded this nation and wrote the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, I'm not saying they were all Bible-believing Christians. Not all of them. Most of them were. Most of them believed in one true God, the only living God, the God of the Bible, and in the Judeo-Christian worldview and ethic because they believed in the Ten Commandments. They believed in God over government. And then that we get our government. God ordained civil government, if you read through the pages of Scripture. So we just want to emphasize this fact, and we need to um, equip people to respond to this lie. Um, you worked—you said something interesting in your email to me. Your father uh, worked uh, with the DAV, the Disabled American Veterans, and you, you said you worked alongside with him— uh, going to meetings or explain a little bit uh, about no. that? No, well, I was a kid at that point. I mean, I, I laugh because I think our family vacations were going to DAV conventions. And <laughs> I would I would help with, they have the um, forget-me-not drive, and they have fundraisers, and they have things like that. And, and my dad, we would be involved in that because mm. he was going, so we did too. Excellent. So, Steve, um, you sent me this uh, poster. It says, Being Gay is Fun. Now, we're not surprised by any of this, and it's in the public schools. We are not going to be able to rein this in unless we get more Christians and or conservatives with at least, if they don't have a biblical worldview, at least they believe that Christianity uh, shouldn't be expelled from the public square and government-run schools. But that's kind of like where we're at today, so we don't have enough people involved. That's why you're running. Um, I want to show you guys... This is an amazing calendar that Linda Harvey put together over at Mission America. Um, It's a school corruption and propaganda calendar, she calls it. And if you go through this, it is absolutely astounding. There's nothing about God and Jesus and the biblical worldview or the Ten Commandments or anything else, right? But what is in there? I'm just going to run through this and get your response, Steve, because this is what you're up against. And I'm just, this is just, I'm just going to mention a few. Bisexual Awareness Week. LGBTQ History Month, Coming Out Day for the LGBTQ, Um, International Pronouns Day, that's in October, Spirit Day, Solidarity Week, Transgender Awareness Week, Transgender Day of Remembrance, Um, No Name Calling Week, Jazz and Friends, National Day of School and Community Readings, Jazz Jennings is a male who had the radical surgeries to, uh, you know, quote, transition, And there's children books that are being read in schools to kindergarten and middle school kids. I Am Jazz is one of them. So that's Jazz and Friends Day. 
Um, Transgender Day of Visibility, Day of Silence, Harvey Milk Day, LGBTQ Pride Month, as if they don't have their own, that they have the whole year, but they take June and really make it a big thing on this calendar. But Harvey Milk, this is astounding to me. He, he was in California. He's honored in California. Um, he was murdered over his open homosexuality, but he was also a pedophile, and he's being celebrated in the public schools. We could go on and on. This is what's happening, and that's why we need more Christians to get involved. Steve, what are some practical things people listening can do other than maybe follow your lead and say, you know what, run for school board, do something, share. Right, yeah, definitely. We need to get more people in local office, city council, school board, and get involved, see what's going on, attend the meetings. Um, I'm not at all surprised by all that stuff. There was just a fundraiser at our church, or I'm sorry, at our school, at Seymour Public School, um, in support of LGBTQ homeless youth. Like, why not just homeless youth? You know, and I, I, I don't know, like, where... <laughs> That's a good question. Right. You know, it's like everything is geared toward that, yep. you know? Like, let's just get the focus back on education, and if parents want their kids to be informed about all that, they'll, they'll inform their kids about it, you know? And it's just concerning because these kids, most kids spend more time with their teacher than they do with their parents. So who's really mm. pouring into them? Uh, Joy, do you want to add something to that? And by the way, feel free to mention any others that you know uh, that might be running. Yeah. That are Christian or conservative? Um, I would say uh, Christians have a tendency to sit back and not uh, react in the pub- in the political realm. They don't want to be involved in politics. But if we are, do not stand up, if we do not become involved in politics, then it's going to continue this this sort of pushing away of of faith. And so. Uh, if you know a candidate that is willing to stand up, you need to support that candidate. Uh, with your time, with your talent, with your money, these races are expensive, and uh, and and we need your support. Yes. Um, so maybe you're you're thinking to yourself, oh, I could never do that. I could never stand up. But there are people standing up. Mm-hmm. So please support the ones that are that have the same faith values that you do. And if you are able to stand up and to run for an office, yes, we need to do that. We we need to uh, try to regain our culture for Christ. So you also say in uh, what you sent me, and thank you for the information, both of you, um, as a political candidate, you can uh, look to me to stand up for conservative values with a strong belief in personal and economic freedom. I support free trade and limited government. I believe that as Americans, we need to work to preserve the guiding principles that were laid out by our founding fathers to keep our nation free. Um, I mean, you just heard what we're going to maybe be able to talk about later, the, the, the censorship of free speech. This is happening yeah. In the United States. Yeah, it's I I why am I standing <laughs> up? Twenty twenty. You know, the things that happen have been so eye opening. Mm. The the mandates and the you when when COVID started, you could go and shop at Walmart, but you couldn't go to the little shoe store next door. You could, you know, the government deciding who is essential, who isn't essential. We couldn't go to our churches. They were determining that our churches should be closed. Non-essential? Non, yeah, church is non-essential. I'm sorry, church is essential. It's mm. essential for, for me and my family. Absolutely. Uh, it, yes. So um, it's it's so important that we, that we are involved, that we that we get into this, uh, we cannot allow um, just the the leftist agenda to shut down the what our what our founding fathers established for our great nation. There are groups finally, finally, finally trying to get organized and raise awareness about this. One of those groups I got an email from the Wisconsin Citizens demanding election integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this should happen in every state. We yeah. shouldn't have had to get to this point. We should have always had election integrity, but we know we don't. There's fraud in every election, not just the 2020 election, but they found a way to do it big time with mail-in ballots and the um, Dominion servers and hack. It's just amazing what they got away with. Steve, Steve Kane, um, what do you say to people who are just discouraged and have lost faith in the, elect- in the electoral system because of what happened in 2020? And here you guys are saying... We are stepping up to the plate. We are Christians. We are conservatives. We need Christians to get out and vote. 
Well, I don't think that it's a loss. I think that we can still overcome this, even if there is some fraud. We can win by such a landslide that there's not enough fraud that could even cover that. You know, and hold, hold hold your thought. Please continue this in a minute. We need to emphasize this. There are millions and millions, in fact, tens of millions, perhaps Christians or professing Christians who don't go to the polls and do not vote. So sad. If only two two percent, five percent of those Christians in America went to vote, even with all the fraud and the cheating, which happens every election, it, the, the elections still wouldn't be close. Please right. continue. Yeah, so you just need to educate yourself to all these local elections. Like right now, on the ballot in Seymour, there's a bunch of people running unopposed, and then there's school board. So a lot of people probably don't even know about it. Yep. And you got to go to myvotewisconsin.gov. you got to l- type in your address, look up the ballot. In Seymour right now, there's six candidates going for three board seats. You can vote for all three no matter where you live. There are three conservative three more left-leaning that are backed by the teachers' union. Okay. So you know how that's going to go. Yeah. So they already have the support of a lot of the school, and they got signs up and, and huge banners, and, and a, lot, a lot of money has been spent on that com- campaign too. Yeah. But the three conservative candidates are myself, Stacy Smith, and Tony Casting. And I've been out knocking on doors, spreading the word, and I feel like, it, you know, if, if we have the ambition and we get out and spread the message you know and whatever you can do to support helps too you know like and share my facebook page you know tony's stacy's you know you got to support these candidates in any way you can so your facebook page is uh steve kane for seymour school board okay so steve kane in seymour running for the school board and joy gobin g-o-e-b-e-n for assembly.com share a little bit more as we have just a couple minutes to wrap up joy Oh, to encourage uh, people and just let people know how they can contact you. Oh, you can contact me, yes, at uh, either email gobinforassembly at gmail.com or I have a website, uh, gobinforassembly.com. I also have a Facebook page, Joy Gobin for State Assembly, District 5. So, yes, please. Um, uh, he was also saying you know, things that you could do. If we're worried about election integrity, then we need to step up and be poll workers and, uh, you know, flood the the polls with our votes. It is not a lost cause. Uh, there's There are things that we can do, and we need to keep working to make sure that um, our, our voices are heard. And let's just assume Jesus, if he doesn't return in the very near future— we know the direction of culture, the world, the public schools, Hollywood, government. We know the direction these are going to continue to go. But Christians can make an impact and a difference. And I'm, Heidi St. John is running out in Washington. We have her on the podcast. So many others are trying to run. J.D. J.T. Uh, Taylor, he's going to be on the podcast, I believe, uh, in a week or so. He's been on talking about critical race theory. He's a pastor. He's running for uh, an elected office in uh, Edmond, Oklahoma, or Norman, Oklahoma, I think. So there are Christians saying, you know what, we've got to try to do something instead of just complaining or doing nothing. So guys, thank you again. Uh, Steve Kane in Seymour, Joy Gobin in uh, the Green Bay Hobart area, State Assembly District 5. Um, Guys, we appreciate your stepping up to the plate. I hope that we're using this time to encourage others who are listening to either— Maybe run for something themselves or at least support you guys or get involved. And we will continue to mention your names. When is the primary? Um, Our election is on April 5th. There wasn't a primary for Seymour. So April 5th, enjoy. Uh, August 9th. August 9th. So you've got some time to get your name out there and campaign. God bless you both. Thank you, David. God protect you. You're going to take the hits. And obviously you knew that going in. So we really appreciate it, guys. Uh, We thank you for your time. All right, when we come back, uh, we are going to talk a little bit more about the lie of the separation of church and state. And uh, we are maybe going to get to that article on censorship because, friends, this is going to impact everybody if you're on social media and if you want to post the truth. Yeah, it's going to happen. But we've got a lot more when we come back. Thank you guys so much. And and just another reminder, go to redpillprints.com. Show them some love and support. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. So too many Americans and a large number of Christians uh, think we should be silent to, you know, to an extent and stay out of politics, stay out of education. Um, some say it's too far gone. Uh, some say, like I have said, 
the system itself cannot be redeemed. It is an antichrist system. It is demonically driven. And I, I say that with all the facts and the stats and the history and the timeline of immorality to back that up. However, people need to get involved, especially if you have your children in the government-run school system. You must be on top of what they're teaching your kids. Because remember, they're spending more time pouring into the minds and hearts of your children than you are at home. Now, I'm not, you, when your kids are sleeping, they're not with you. When you know, you're doing other things, when they're in the shower, when they're out. So it's only when you're at the lunch table, the, the dinner table, or the breakfast table that you have, what, maybe 20 minutes, a half hour to talk to them, or in the morning if you have Bible study, which hopefully maybe you do as a family. But there, we are up against so much. But God has us here for such a time as this, friends. God has you where you're at with the abilities that you have. And if you have the opportunity to get involved, that's why I brought in Steve Kane and Joy Gobin. Um, and we will have more on as it gets closer to other primaries and, and elections. We will have more local candidates on because we need to start doing this. We're a nonprofit station. We're not supposed to talk about politics. We're not supposed Now, there's a technicality when it comes to endorsing a candidate and saying vote for Joy or vote for Steve. But I can say here's who these Christians are who are local, who are taking a step up. And in your area, if I was living in your area, I would definitely support them. So you see what I did there? <laughs> um, so it's interesting. The Bible addresses every aspect of life. Barna did some research this is in the last few years, I believe, showing that a high number of pastors and church leaders, now let's talk about the church, admit that the Bible does touch on, you know, politics and culture and society and, and government and e economics. The Bible does address every aspect of life. And yet, listen to this. I hope you're sitting down. If you're driving, be careful. Only 10% of pastors and church leaders say they are willing to speak about these things from the pulpit. What are these things? Social issues, controversial issues. What are controversial issues? Well, marriage between one man and one woman, the sin of homosexuality, socialism, abortion, the murder of the unborn, the preborn in mother's wombs. Does the Bible talk about that? Have you ever read the Old Testament? <laughs> Have you ever heard of Molech sacrificing children to the pagan god? Um, so, yes, we need our church leaders to address these issues. And so that's why we've been trying to put together a recommended you know, church list. We, we don't feel comfortable with putting it on the website um, just for various reasons. I mean, because there are some good churches out there who, that we haven't heard about. And I don't want them to feel like they're not included or, or that we're ruling them out because we're not. But there are definitely a lot of ch more churches that you need to be concerned about or you need to be warned about in your area, Christian churches, that you should probably not attend or think about leaving. I don't care how good the children's program is. I don't care how wonderful and intoxicating the worship is and how entertaining it is. Uh, with the big stage and the big band on a Sunday morning or the orchestra to do worship, I don't care. And I'm not, you know what, I'm not so sure God cares about how big and extravagant it is. I think God cares w about the word, the truth, and, and whether Christians are being equipped or not. Whether we are discipling, whether we know how to disciple youth, whether we are teaching youth, the whole counsel of God, and those social and uh, controversial and political issues are moral issues. They are issues of morality that falls under the whole counsel of God. So I want to read um, another quote, and this I wrote about this in my book, Canceling Christianity. You may remember that, um, well, let's just go back to 1986 and review. Just six years after the Supreme Court struck down a law requiring the Ten Commandments 
to be posted in Kentucky public schools. They had to actually go to court so they could post the Ten Commandments. Just six years after that, the Supreme Court decided that all restrictions on abortion were unconstitutional. In other words, you could kill a baby in a mother's womb at any stage of pregnancy up until delivery. Wait a minute. Did you did did you hear that right? Did I read that right? In 1986? Yeah. Well, why would you be surprised? Because you know what they decided in 1973, Roe v. Wade. So, would you consider these actions to be biblical or political? Let's let's talk about some of these things. Um, but first of all, in in late February in 2021, last year, a year ago, actually, just over a year ago, the radical so-called Equality Act was being debated in Congress. The Florida Republican Greg Stubbe on the House floor warned that passing this radical bill would not only go against Scripture, it would go against who we are as individuals with equal rights and equality under God. So kudos to him, Greg Stubbe, a Republican in Florida, for pointing to the ultimate authority of the Bible. He said, transgender individuals are implying God didn't know what he was doing when he created mankind. Now, that is a truth from the Bible, friends. That's a truth from Scripture. Um, The left and the transgender community would not agree with that, what the Bible teaches in Genesis. So, He said this, The gender confusion that exists in our culture today is a clear rejection of God's good design. Whether a nation's laws no longer, I'm sorry, whenever a nation's laws no longer reflect the standards of God, that nation is in rebellion against him and will inevitably bear the consequences. Wow. We are seeing those consequences of rejecting God here in our country today. But do you know how the Democrats responded to that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were gnashing, gnashing, grinding and gnashing their teeth. He, Jerry Nadler is a Democrat. And uh, keep in mind now, this was in our government, in the U.S. House of Representatives, meaning Nadler represents his Democrat constituency. And he said this, Mr. Stubbe, What any religious tradition describes as God's will is of no concern to this Congress, end quote. In other words, take your God and your worldview and get them out of politics. If you've been paying attention in recent years, it's not surprising that Nadler and the Democrat Party would attack someone espousing Christian principles. We've been paying attention. We've seen it. It's getting worse. We're aware that it's going on. But take note of how emboldened they've become. We're in a new era now, friends. We're in a new time where they are not only coming out of the closet, they are celebrating boldly and proudly and to the point of punishing those who do not go along, who do not comply with the agenda. So the left can push their wicked worldview, right? And this, this is, there's a parallel in the government-run schools The left can push their wicked worldview and legislate immorality, but we must keep our faith out of the halls of Congress, legislation, the public square, and so-called education. This is another reason believers must refute this lie about separating church and state. Jesus said, you are the light of the world, And let me just share another, there's another um, scripture. I'm I'm looking for it here. It's it's from Corinthians. It's talking about we are the um, aroma of God in the world. Just like salt and light. Salt preserves and salt flavors. And yes, salt sometimes stings. And light exposes the darkness. Light, Light illuminates and shines the light of Christ. Um, we are also the aroma of Christ. That's what we leave behind, hopefully, wherever we are, whatever, wherever, wherever job you work, whatever place you go into of business, whether you're at home, whether you're 
in school. We are to be we don't leave our Christianity in the house when we get in the car and go to wherever we are supposed to go. Now let me tell you how Peter and John responded. Tell me uh, what was this biblical or was this political? Peter and John. Biblical or political? In Acts chapter 4, 19 and 20, um, they refused to comply with the Jewish leaders, and they said, um, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than God, make your own judgment, for we cannot stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. And then in Acts chapter 5, they were arrested again, and they, they, um, upon their release, they, first of all, they were, they were rejoicing, but um, um, they said, we must obey God rather than man. So these are, these are how, there's so many examples in Scripture, and I want to just, just mention a couple of them, whether we are being biblical or political. <laughs> Think about Moses. He wouldn't even be alive if the Hebrew midwives wouldn't have disobeyed the order of the king, the government at that time, to kill all young you know, babies. Moses wouldn't have been saved, right? So is it biblical? That's the question we are, we are going to continue to talk about on this podcast. Is it biblical or is it political? Were they being biblical? And you cannot divorce your faith from your politics. You cannot divorce Christianity from your life outside in culture, in society, because we are supposed to share the gospel. We are supposed to testify to the goodness of God and Jesus as Lord. We are supposed to be his ambassadors. What is an ambassador? An ambassador represents his king or his authority, and our authority is Jesus, and that is the word of God. So didn't get a chance to get to this article. We'll do this tomorrow about the censorship in America by our own government and how they're redefining words like misinformation, disinformation, and one of the other words they're, seriously, they're redefining and clarifying extremism. Why are they redefining these words? Because they want to be able to legally censor and punish their political opponents and those who don't toe the line of whether it's uh, globalism, mandates, uh, you know, executive orders, uh, policy, right? And what is that? What is that what they're doing? Censoring citizens and putting out their own talking points, propaganda. Again, we've said it so often. That, my friends, is communist policy. Okay, um, tomorrow on the podcast, hopefully we'll be able to get in touch with them. But on our schedule, on our calendar, is Ray Comfort of Living Waters Ministry and Way of the Master, which I believe just started season eight. So we'll be talking with Ray Comfort. He's got a brand new book out. And we only have them for a short amount of time in that first segment. Later in the podcast tomorrow, we've got two men from a Christian production company. And there's a brand new Christian film out that we're going to tell you about tomorrow in the uh, second or third segment. But anyway, guys, thank you again. Remember to link up to redpillprints.com and support Stand Up For The Truth podcast by buying some gear, t-shirt, coffee mug, hat. God bless you. And as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.